You are listening to the Seeking Wild Beauty podcast. My name is Harmony Nixon, and I'm a spiritual teacher and healer. And each week I will be diving deep into topics about spiritual practices, embodied intuition, sacred creativity, conscious living, and the call of soul, all to help you unearth your deepest truth. So grab your journal and get cozy. Hey friends, I hope you all are doing well wherever you are. So today's podcast episode, I actually had this request from one of my patrons, patrons on Patreon. And what they asked was um, how to have healthy boundaries with those you love by still taking care of yourself first, or how to still show love and care by taking care of yourself first. And I'm going to love to hop into this topic because this is a huge part of the self-love process and the pulling your power back and really setting just a space for you to grow and spiritually flourish. So it's so funny that we're talking about boundaries today because as I sat down to try to do this podcast, there has been like a hundred interruptions, it feels like. (laughs) It's like one thing after another and then my air conditioner kicks on and I'm like, I'm a victim, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm setting boundaries and I'm showing up and no matter what's happening, I'm still showing up anyway. So I actually wrote a few pages on this before I began this podcast um, a couple days ago. And I actually want to just read the very first part. Sometimes it's easier for me to express myself through words, I feel like. So anyways, I'm going to read this first part. So when you're ready to set boundaries, you are truly learning self-love. And a lot of times, many of us fall into a cycle of people-pleasing, and we will give all of ourselves to others to receive validation, love, acceptance, insert your thing here. When you begin to heal the need to find all of these things outside of yourself, and you begin to ground into who you truly are, that is when you're ready to drink from that source of pure sacredness inside of you. We are all connected to the divine. And when you source your life from that connection, life becomes beautiful and you feel secure and safe in who you are, even on the stormy days. So setting boundaries with your family and friends starts from within yourself. So I wanted to share that um, to start us off here. So when you begin to set boundaries with others, you really, it's a complete inner process. You have to really look within and see what it is that you're needing and wanting. Um, sometimes it can look like, you know, I need more space or I need this or I need that, but we're not really clear on what it is that we're wanting. We just know something needs to shift. We know that we can, we're noticing our power leaking here, or we notice that we're exhausted when we're hanging out with this person over here. And so you can notice these things, but really take it in and do some soul inquiry and begin to ask yourself some questions so you really understand what it is that you want, what it is that you need to thrive, and what boundaries do you want to set for yourself. So setting boundaries with your friends and family that is actually setting boundaries for yourself. And um, which I mean, that might be obvious, but I'm just going to say it anyway. So a lot of times when other people are crossing our boundaries, it's because we're allowing our own shadows to cross our boundaries too. So for example, 
Um, if you need to feel respected by your friends and family, but you have not learned how to respect yourself, you have to start there first. So the boundaries that you're setting with your family and friends on the outside, they need to be implemented from within for that to even work. So if you are wanting to surround yourself by people who are life-giving rather than life-depleting, you also have to make sure that your your internal environment is life-giving. Like what kind of thoughts are going around in your mind? What kind of emotions are you feeling? Like on a constant basis, what kind of scenarios do you constantly find yourself in? So when you assess your inner environment, you have to change things up. I actually read this quote or this, actually it was on Instagram. This girl was talking about this and she had read the quote. I'm going to paraphrase here. But she was saying that when a flower Um, or if a plant or a flower is dying, you do not blame the flower for dying. You look at the environment, you look at the air, you see if it's receiving enough sunlight, you see if it needs water, you see if the soil needs to be replenished. And that's the same thing with ourselves. It's our environment that allows us to thrive or to die and to wilt away. And so it's really important for us to first internally look at our internal environment to see what is going on. What does our soil look like? What does, you know, where are we receiving our nourishment from? Where are we receiving our light from? And like, where is all of that connected within you? When you first start looking at it in this way, you can see, hey, well, my soil, my inner, like I'm quote air quoting over here, my inner soil is toxic. And that could be, you know, toxic belief systems, like constantly you're allowing negative beliefs to constantly haunt you. That could be the equivalent to toxic soil or, you know, something like that. I'm trying to use a metaphor here. So hopefully you get what I'm saying. But so looking at those toxic belief systems that you allow to be in your space, I know from personal experience that negative mindset can feel like it just is and you are a victim to it and that your mind isn't something that you can control your beliefs and your feelings aren't something that you have power over that shit is a lie just going to say that straight out that shit is a lie so don't let yourself lie to yourself um, just because it may seem hard to gain control again a lot of times we will exert control on the outside because we don't know how to control our inner world. And so just remember, you really truly have the power to tame your mind. And I mean, yes, it takes effort, but so does everything else. Trying to control outer events around you, trying to control your family, like overly toxically controlling your family or your friends or situations or this or that, that also takes a lot of effort. So why not just take all that effort that you're putting into things that aren't filling you up and learn how to tame your mind. I was actually just like talking to someone on the phone about this, about like when you get triggered and you have negative mindset come up and you have things that are validating the doubts that you have about yourself, you literally are not a victim to it. You just have to remember, it's like a pesky squirrel. You have to tell it to like, just go, get out of my garden quit messing with my flowers, go. 
You have to set that boundary within yourself. When you actually begin to notice the power you have over your life is when you can, I don't really know what it takes to realize that you have that power except for practicing it. So, I mean, honestly, I'm inviting every single one of you to practice that mindset. Whenever you have negative mindset, it's not just to shoo it away. It's not just to, you know, ignore it and bring in positive thoughts. That's toxic positivity. You know, we have to be aware of what we're feeling, why we're feeling what we're feeling. But there comes a point in our healing journey to where, you know, I'm going to use my own experiences to give an example here. Um, because everyone is different, but I just want to give you an example. There for a while, I feel like I was stuck in a healing loop to where I just kept psychologically digging into different areas within my own wounding, and I kept working on the same thing over and over and over again. There comes a point where you realize that healing doesn't necessarily mean the diminishment of the thing. So if I have an... um, Like, for instance, like body issues. That's something that comes up with me a lot. Um, I dealt with body dysmorphia a lot. Um, I have struggled with weight issues. And, you know, so body image comes up for me a lot. And I have worked so much on it. And I love myself. I love my body. I love it. But there is a part of me and my wounding that will come up and, you know, say nasty things like, you know, like, you know. And so, like, when that comes up, I don't let it completely surround me, you know, so I've already looked at it and I've seen where it's come from. I've healed the thing with it, even though it still comes up. I just don't let it control my whole life. There's a difference between having doubts and negative mindset constantly haunting you and then trying to ignore it, which is suppression. But once you look into the heart of where does this come from? What is it that I'm needing? Where... How can I heal this? What can I bring to this part of me that is, you know, hurt and wounded? But after doing that and after healing that, there comes a point to where we realize sometimes we have echoes of our wounding. And that's what I'm talking about. So setting boundaries with the echoes and, you know, the doubts. And so don't blindly just shove down or shove away negative behaviors, like look at it and heal through it. But once you've already began the healing journey, do not allow yourself to start believing those things again. So that's the difference. So before when I had body dysmorphia and I felt completely disgusting and I felt ridiculously overweight, I felt unlovable. And so it was just really hard. But like as I began to heal and see where that came from, I began to heal it. And so now when those thoughts come up, I don't let myself fall into that and I don't let myself continuously believe that. I don't feel like a victim to those doubts. Yes, they come up. And then I have to mentor myself, you know, to pull myself and set my boundaries to where I'm not dealing, I'm not even going to entertain these doubts. I know my worth. I know that I'm lovable. And I know that I am, you know, whatever. So there's a difference between ignoring like trauma And then healing the core of it. But there's always going to be an echo of your wound. I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about in the healing community to where healing seems like it completely shifts your whole mindset to where you don't have to deal with these things anymore. And in my own experience, that's completely the furthest from the truth. 
So when I'm saying to set boundaries with the negative thoughts that come in and the negative doubts and things like that, I am assuming that you have already begun working with that and you've begun looking at the core of where that has come from and you're, you're looking at, you know, healing that, but not allowing it to penetrate your energy anymore. Negative thinking, negative doubts, um, you know, insecurity, self-worth. I think these are things that we all have to learn how to live with and learn how to call bullshit on it, especially after the healing journey. Like healing is like this constant thing. And I think it's just like you're never going to get to a point in life where annoyances don't come up. Like I don't think there's ever going to be like a whole year to where you can just be completely blissed out. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's just not the human way. I'm not saying you have to go through deep suffering, but I'm saying there's going to be things that annoy you. You're going to get pissed off. You're going to get angry. You're going to get jealous. You're going to get envious. You're going to get sad. You're going to get depressed maybe. But the thing is, the difference when you are healed, quote unquote healed, is when you learn to not believe the things that used to bog you down. That's setting internal boundaries. And so so like um, a lot of my core wounding is abandonment, um, self-worth, self-esteem, issues, feeling like I belong. That one's a huge one. And I've healed a lot of the heart of these issues. I've went back and I've done inner child work. I have called soul pieces back through journeying. I have done so much healing work on this in the last 15 years. And I still have these things that come up and, you know, certain times of the month, they come up more than others or around eclipse season, um, they come up more. But what I have learned through the healing journey and through strengthening my internal boundaries is how to say, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to believe that. I don't let it penetrate my mindset and completely um, change the color of the lens in which I'm viewing my reality. And so like, you know, cause like when you can let, you know, self-worth issues or self-esteem issues come up, you know, the world turns gray and, you know, everything feels so sad and you're just like, I'm a piece of shit and no one loves me. And, you know, your whole life can be weird. And then like for a month you're depressed, like binging something on Netflix. And that doesn't have to be how it is. The healing journey is, yes, some days your old wounding will come up and it's going to echo itself to you. And you're going to say, Mm, no, I don't believe that anymore. You know how many times, how many times in a week I have to tell myself, like when something comes up, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like I literally will say this out loud. No, we're not doing that today. I have to remind myself. I pull myself back and, you know, I look at why was that just triggered and then I set my boundaries. So That's a long thing on internal boundaries, but I think it's very, very important because if you don't have strong boundaries within yourself, you're not going to have strong boundaries with your friends or family. If you let your mind and your wounds walk all over yourself, you're also going to let other people walk all over you. That's just how it is. Like everything is a reflection in my opinion and my experience and what I have learned through all my studying and also through my own intuitive journeys, everything that's going on within is going to be reflected into your reality. If there's something fucked up in your life, look within yourself and see 
How could that be reflecting within me? Like what's going on? So also, um, if you are addicted to people pleasing, which I can talk so much about being an INFP, I, I just have this tendency to completely just give myself to other people. And I, I feel a lot. And so if somebody is upset, I can feel that. And normally I would do anything to make someone feel good or I hate confrontation. And so no matter what's going on, if I'm in like a friend group or something and everyone wants to do this one thing, I am not going to say what I want. First of all, I don't like it when all the attention is on me at one time like that. I like heart to heart connections. I do not like attention to where it's like, oh, I'm choosing this restaurant and everyone else is going to do what I want to do. I can't, I just can't with that kind of stuff. It feels weird and it feels like I'm on the spotlight and I'm going to fuck up everyone's day by choosing something I want. And so that was kind of like the um, more of the wounded, turbulent side of my personality to where I would just constantly go in the flow with what everyone else wants. If everyone wanted to hang out at this certain time, no matter what I was doing, even if I had sat down and just began doing like an art piece or I was doing music or I was writing a song or I was writing part of my book, like I would drop whatever I was doing to go be with my friends. And I mean, at first it doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with that. But the thing is, I guess I would see seeking validation from others was more important than um, filling myself up from within because I didn't see the importance of it. I still feel like I didn't even explain that right <laughs> or as best as I could. But I mean, it, it was nothing that they did. It was my mindset of I want to be loved and I want to be accepted. I want to be validated and I want them to love me for who I am. And so I'm going to do anything I can to make them happy. I mean, this was almost like a subconscious thing that was happening within me. And I didn't realize it until I really began to set boundaries within myself It is so fulfilling for me to sit down and do art. It is so fulfilling for me to, you know, do music and to write or to be in ceremony. And a lot of times, like even on, I love celebrating, you know, the full moons and the new moons and, you know, the equinoxes and all the things. And sometimes I would just push that away to go hang out with friends. I'm saying this in a way of to explain of how much I would give myself to others, even though I really wanted to do something else. And I would enjoy it. But now that I realize like how much I have been focused on external validation, I realize that I wasn't seeing, I was empty. I think I've talked about this many times before, but when you're addicted to external validation from others, you will freaking dry up from within. When you are addicted to external validation, you will slowly wither from within and just almost wait for that next hit of validation, that hit of um, being seen or being heard from someone you love or, you know, all those feelings. And so it was like a drug, you know, needing external validation. I put that before anything because I wasn't receiving it from within. I would drop things that meant a lot to me to show up for others because that's where I was receiving my validation. That's where I was receiving my love. That's where I was receiving um, any kind of 
deep interaction I felt like. So there's a lot of fears that can come up when you have given yourself to others. So, you know, you're wanting to be there for others. You're wanting to show up for others. You're wanting to give your time and your love. Um, When you do it for a reason where they are fulfilling this need within you, that's where it gets toxic. That's where you need to have your needs fulfilled from within and then, you know, and then have whole relationships. So you're not fragmented when you're connecting to someone. So if you're fragmented and you're like, I need validation and you're going to be the source of my validation, it kind of creates like this feeding tube or like this cord, this energetic cord that drains people. So I think we've all been around people who drain us when we're around them. And those are the ones who are seeking some kind of validation or they're seeking to, you know, completely source all their love from you. This is where it can get toxic. So if you have been people pleasing for a reason and you have been like giving all of your time and completely shutting out anything that you need from within because you're addicted to that, it at first it may seem hard to kind of pull your power back, but just the awareness of realizing of realizing, oh my gosh, you know, I've been doing this. How can I source that from within? And I remember, I remember very vividly when I was going through the healing process of needing validation, I was so addicted to external validation that I didn't, I'm like, okay, like I don't want it from within. Like it's not good enough. Of course I want it from others. (laughs) I mean, seriously, that's how I felt. And so Many of you may feel like this because, of course, we want to be loved and we want to be cherished and we want to be validated by those around us. It's nice to have. It's not saying that we're not going to want that. But when you need it because you're not getting it from within, that's when it becomes toxic. Okay, so here is some more from my little thing that I have written here, and I'm just going to read it to you. So there's always something to do. So if you get like stuck in these roundabout to-do lists of where you have to keep doing this stuff and you can't make time for yourself, this is what I'm talking about here because this is part of setting boundaries. So sometimes we feel like we have no time at all and so we don't make time for ourselves and we give it all to everyone else around us. So just for a minute, pretend like time doesn't exist. I know it sounds weird, but just do it. So I would get stuck seeing my life as a blocked off calendar with time slots and days to get things done. Like seriously, when I think of the week, I see a calendar Monday through Sunday. And that's what I see. And so like, I realize that I'm harder on myself during work hours. And I'm very, like, I have to get my work done. And then the weekend is playtime. And you know, that's not how life should be. We should not be blocked off like that. That's an intellectual flaw. Like we need to get back into the rhythm and the cycles of nature. Nature is not this rigid structure. Time has been created in this way so we can understand it. But trust me, sink into your rhythm. So life is much more than we even realize. So go ahead and spend your whole life working on your endless to-do lists and see what it feels like when you're in your elder years. There will always be to-do lists, always. There will always be chores. There will always be clothes. There will always be family needing you to do something for them or to be something for them. So just ask yourself this. Do you ask permission to take a shower? I mean, if you have a little newborn baby, I'm pretty sure that you you can answer this question differently. (laughs) But I mean, I'm being serious though. Do you ask permission to take a shower? 
or to brush your teeth or to sleep at night. You know, those are just givens. So start setting your boundaries in a way where you have your must-haves in mind, where they are non-negotiable. It's hard when you begin healing and pulling your power back because people are used to you being a certain way. So you probably fulfill a need that they have too. So be vocal and share how you feel in the best way that you can. Talk about how you're setting more boundaries so you don't get burnout from everyday living. And so when you want to kind of assess what is it that you want your life to look like? Because when you're setting boundaries, it's for you to grow. It's for you to thrive. It's for you to transform and be the best version of yourself, one that feels good to you. Not a, not an external best version of yourself, like I need to be this good person. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with need. This has something to do with fulfillment from within. So you can ask yourself some questions like this. What does your perfect day look like? Like sit down and write that down. What does your perfect day look like and feel like what do you need to fill you up what gives you like that fulfilled feeling like what makes you passionate and like what makes you just feel like oh I just feel so good right now Um, who is currently crossing boundaries and in what way are they doing it what are your personal boundaries right now and then you can even go into what do you want them to be Um, what kind of thoughts do you want to allow in your space? Like I said, a lot of times when other people are crossing our boundaries, it's because we allow our shadows to cross our boundaries too. And that's what we were just talking about. So for example, I need to feel respected by my friends and family. I cannot deal with people demanding my time with no respect or care about how I feel. Guilt trips and unrealistic expectations honestly just freaking piss me off. Um, But I have to look at the ways in which I'm doing this to myself. In what ways do I allow my negative thoughts demand my attention? In what ways do I feel guilty about not being this or that or good enough? In what ways do I have unrealistic expectations about myself? How can I set boundaries within so I can set boundaries without? So I promise when you start doing the inner work, it will ripple out into your life like freaking magic. So setting boundaries is also like with your family, you know, in my own life, I mean, I went through a long period where it was hard for me to set my personal boundaries as a mom and a wife. And my kids and husband constantly need me for something for some reason or another. Um, And, you know, I would start feeling like a bad mom or a wife when I wasn't always doing what they need from me. I would sit down to start writing or doing some art or something. And if one of my daughters needed me, I would stop completely what I'm doing and attend to what they wanted. And, you know, I mean, I'm talking about things that aren't emergencies here, like nothing that's pressing. Um, I would feel like I had to do everything to be seen as a good mom to feel like a good mom. And I, I love making people happy around me. I just love that. And, you know, I'm go with the flow kind of person, but I was addicted to the people pleasing. And I thought if I did, people would love me more, especially my kids and my husband. And, you know, I thought they would appreciate me more and value me more. But I can't even tell you how many times I have sat down to do something that I needed, something that was important to me, but others did not seem to respect that at all. And they would act like I'm being selfish because they were used to me constantly dropping everything that I'm doing to help them. And this honestly has taken me years to pull my power back. And I mean, I've realized now that I'm doing something for myself and I need space and time to do it. 
I tell my daughters, my husband to respect me and what I'm doing. And I've, it's been a, it's been a journey with that because, you know, as a parent, you do have responsibilities as a wife, you have responsibilities, you know, you have responsibilities in life. So this doesn't take away responsibilities, but sometimes we can put things on our responsibility list that does not belong there. Like you do not have to, I mean, there's just some people who can get like so over the top with it and they feel like it has to be done. It needs to be done constantly and you just don't make any time for yourself. Yeah, that's how the mind works and that's how you can live your life being mind fucked. Mind fucked constantly. Like I said, the to-do list never fucking end. They never end. Never. So get a grip on your mindset and allow yourself to create space just like when you take a shower, just like when you go to bed, just like when you brush your teeth, you know, or you go to the bathroom, you know, those are times that need to be respected. And, you know, they're sacred times, like, come on. And a lot of you new moms out there, or moms with young toddlers, thankfully, which I love the toddler stage, but you know, there's the parts where you can't even like breathe Like you just sometimes there's like a place where you feel like you can't even breathe and, you know, like your kids are sticking their fingers under the bathroom door. They have to be in there watching you while you're going or they have to be in there while you're showering and it feels like you have no space. Like I understand. And you probably need to set space more than any of us. (laughs) Create a space for you to get away and to breathe and to maybe drink a little bit of wine (laughs) or I don't know, something. But you are doing so much in your life. You're already doing a lot. You just have to reword things and rework things in your schedule and in your life. And, you know, actually, I understand that we have to have a schedule. We're humans. We live in 2022 and everything's fast moving and there's so much going on. But, you know, I promise if you start sinking into rhythmic and intuitive living, It's so much easier to set space for yourself because you realize you're not harming anyone by taking an hour for yourself or half an hour for yourself or freaking 10 minutes for fuck's sake. You're not harming anyone by doing that. You're not going to lose your whole life's purpose or your work isn't going to fail for you taking time for yourself. You need that to replenish. It's going to make you more productive, even though that's not the goal here. To be more productive, it's to set boundaries. But you have to learn how to flourish from within by setting those boundaries and creating space for yourself. And, you know, if people are going to get butthurt about you not wanting to spend your every second with them, that's honestly, that's their problem. Because, you know, communication is always the best to talk about what's going on of like, I need this so I'm not burnt out. I need this to fill me up. I hope you understand. Thank you. And, you know, start taking time for yourself. You know, at the beginning, it seems like you're going to have to over-explain everything. Um, But some people don't, you know. They just start doing what they do. They start doing what they are feeling. And they, you know. So anyways, so taking care of yourself and setting boundaries for yourself will set an example for others to do the same. Um, I know that when I was just giving all of myself to my children and my husband, and not respecting any of my own needs on an internal level, um, I wasn't setting a good example at all. 
Like, I didn't want my daughters to grow up to be people pleasing. Now, when I say people pleasing, I'm not, of course, you want to do things for your loved ones. I'm talking about the toxic people pleasing. I don't want my daughters to grow up being toxic people pleasers. I don't want them to think that they have to give all of themselves all the time to other people. I don't want them to feel like they can't learn how to care for themselves. My husband and I have this really nice balance to where if he's on a creative project, I take care of things. And if I'm on a creative project, he'll take care of things. And so like if the muse hits, I lock my door and, you know, I tell the girls, I need you to respect me for a little bit, like, or not respect me for a little bit, but I need you to respect this time because I'm writing and I don't want to be interrupted. Okay. And I let them know, I let them know what's going on. And honestly, at first, I mean, it took a little while, but they respect that now. And I respect that from, you know, I respect them when they need space. Like I have a 16 year old daughter and she needs space all the time. Like she needs all the space. And sometimes I can be like, you know, come snuggle me or let's watch a movie or let's do something. But sometimes she just needs space. And I have to respect that without making her feel bad that she needs space, without giving her guilt trips that she needs space. And so like learning to respect yourself, you also are teaching those around you. So remember, when you're setting boundaries, start within, start working on your own healing journey, start working on where you're crossing your own boundaries, rewrite how you want your life to look, and then set your boundaries up according to that. Learn how to say no when you're doing something that's important to you. You know that disappointed feeling when you were little and someone said that they were going to do something and they didn't, and it kind of hurts and it stings? Well, that's what we're doing to ourselves when we are showing up for ourselves and then we drop it and completely leave ourselves to go and do something for someone else. Like when I'm saying this, I'm not meaning like, oh, there's an emergency. This person needs me or there's a time and a place to drop what you're doing. There's a time and a place to drop what you're doing to go help someone in need. There's a time and a place to drop what you're doing because something else has come up more important. I'm not negating that at all. I'm saying that I just like to be super clear. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is when you are always choosing others before yourself, you're just scarring that little inner child over and over and over again. And if you want to feel secure and you want to feel loved and you want to feel seen and heard and like you belong, start looking at yourself and what you need and show up for that. Don't lie to yourself. Make space for yourself. Make time for yourself. Seriously, this is the whole beginning and the basis to self-love. When you're doing all this work and you're setting this beautiful ground for yourself to thrive and to grow, you're not withered up. You have your cup filled up and you can share that with others all around you. You can show up for other people without having expectations. You can show up full-heartedly in full awareness of seeing them for who they are. You can be there fully from them without needing something. You can see people for who they are instead of what you need them to be. And that's, you know, that heals so many relationships. And it, you know, lets other relationships that are toxic kind of fall away. And so just remember to, you have to fill your cup so you can bloom. It's almost like a tree. 
let me use another analogy before we get off of here. But it, it, seriously, it's like a tree. Let's just imagine that you're trying to give all this fruit and this nourishment to all of those around you. But your tree is like dead because you don't ever show up and you don't ever take care of it. But when you're nourishing it, then you have like this shade. You have like all these beautiful leaves and you have all of these beautiful fruits growing from the trees and all of your friends and your family and your community can eat from it. You know what I mean? And so take the time to care for yourself. I promise that it will ripple out into your life and you will have so much more meaningful connections. You will just fall in love with the people that you surround yourself with and you will fall in love with who you are. So I hope you love this episode and I hope this has answered your questions and I hope this has given you a deeper look and maybe a new perspective on setting boundaries with family and loved ones and friends and within yourself. And if you are interested in the inner healing journey and you're like, yeah, that sounds so good. I wish I had something to guide me. Well, guess what? I have created a seven day self-love writing journey. And in this journey, what I've, I've created this to hold space because I know how hard it is to set time for yourself, um, personally, from my own personal experience. Um, and so I created this in a way to where you'll receive a new lesson each day when you sign up for this course. And I have recorded full on writing journeys to where I take you into a meditation after I have given you some information about the topic I take you into a meditation and I take you into this sacred space to where you can write and you can go within to understand what's going on and to explore your inner world so you can see where are the weeds at? Where am I brain fucking myself? Where is this happening? You know, where am I not loving myself enough? You get a new journey every day and you also have a couple video lessons and, you know, it's yours to keep forever and you also get PDFs to write your things down on. And so it's just a lovely little course and I had fun making it and I really poured my heart and soul into it. So you can check that out at journey.seekingwildbeauty.com and um, you can go on there and check it out. It's $55 for the seven days, um, for the seven day course, or that if you are a patron on my Patreon account on the creatress tier, which is the highest tier, which is only $22 a month to where you get to become a part of the Story Weaver Circle and you receive empowering content each month to help you grow, but you get this course for free. There's that option as well. So anyways, I hope you love this episode. If you have any kind of questions or if you have any topics that you would like me to cover, so contact me at Harmony Healings on Instagram or harmony at seekingwildbeauty.com. You can email me there. Um, I have everything in the show notes below and yeah. So anyways, I hope you all have a beautiful day. Share this with someone, share it with a friend because I'm trying to get the word out with all this work that I am sharing with the world. (laughs) Sending you all so much love. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to book a healing session with me, you can go to my website at seekingwildbeauty.com. You can connect with me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Harmony Healings. If you want to support this podcast by becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Harmony Healings. Here you can receive support on your self-healing journey 
and also join our Story Weaver Circle that I host online every full moon. Here we reweave the stories of our lives, letting go of all the old and embracing the new. I'll connect with you soon. I hope you have a lovely week.